Welcome back to another episode of Throwing Stones with me, Nicole. And me, Hannah. Well, guys, um, sorry again about last week. Uh, If you listened to Hannah's emergency press conference, she told you that us being two working, active adult women, we could just not get our schedules to align to um, schedule this episode for you guys. And we almost couldn't make it happen again this week. So here we are recording. Um, But we just wanted to thank you guys for hanging in there with us and understanding that life gets in the way sometimes. So we're back with episode 19 and we appreciate you guys. And as always, if you could uh, leave us a review, share us with your friends, post us to your stories on Instagram, give us a shout out, uh, just spread the word so we get some more listeners. I would greatly appreciate it. Well, we would greatly appreciate it. Yeah, we both would. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, we'll jump right in. Um, I had, I saw like two different news articles and I had to put them on here for us okay. to discuss. Cause I feel like I haven't talked to you. I, I mean, I've seen you maybe like once, I think since the last time we recorded. So we haven't really talked yeah. outside of like text message. And literally life has just been so crazy. Like if, to our listeners, Nicole and I would regularly see each other. Like, yeah, multiple, like, multiple times. times a week. <laughs> and literally I've seen you once. Or twice since the Taylor Swift concert. Yeah, it's crazy. It was the first week of May. Um, life's just been crazy busy. And it it was like my May was really busy and now your June is really busy. Right. So, yeah, it's been interesting. So yeah. I, I feel like I blinked and May was over. No, truly. And it's almost, we're almost halfway through June. Literally. It's crazy. Like, I don't, I don't know where time's going. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the amount of that this year has passed by is, like, how far away we are from Christmas. Yeah. And I feel like it was just Christmas. Yeah. It's I don't. Crazy. Where does time go? Like, I don't. When you're little, it feels like time takes forever. Right. You know? And then you well, get older and you close your, you blink and it's another month. I read something some somewhere. It was probably, like, a meme or something. But it said that when you're a kid time is so much slower because you haven't been alive as long so like you're like essentially your half-life is yeah oh yeah that makes sense but now it's like it's going so much quicker because in relation to our whole life like we've been alive for so long that like it does feel like it's going quicker I'm not explaining that very well. No, but but it makes sense. I see what, like, I get the concept of what you're saying. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, oh, I bet that's exactly what it is. Like, I don't know. And, like, I feel like as adults with working, you know, an eight to five, Uh you have to, like, look forward to things to kind of get through. Even if you do enjoy your job, it's still kind of like this sucks, like, you have to work every day of your life. Mm-hmm. So you like look forward to things. And it's like once that goes and passed, then you're like, okay, now what am I looking forward to? So it's like you're kind of wishing your life away. Right, right, in right. In some sense. Yeah, no, that's true. Because I'm like, my birthday's coming. And then my trip to Mexico. Right. And then, right. you know, then the beach. And then this. And then that. So it's like, what's right. the next thing? Exactly. So I think that's also the reason that it feels like it's going quicker because we're not. And I've tried to be like more mindful of that, of like doing something every day that like not brings me joy, but like reminds me to stay present. present yeah. 
and not just be focused so much on like, oh the my gosh, thing. the next episode of Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What are you going to do now that that's over? Hopefully you I have a new worry. show. Yeah, I'm don't gonna... worry. Bravo keeps me fed. <laughs> oh, goodness. That's funny. <laughs> so. Yeah. But yeah, we haven't really seen each other. So, yeah, yeah. it's been it's been weird. Um, but so no, there's two articles that I wanted to talk about. Did you hear about um these children found in the Amazon after their plane crashed 40 days ago? No. Yeah, so um my news feeds are so different. You get well, interesting shit and I just get like, random things. So but my dad called and told me about it yesterday and then you know my like my uh, Apple News, it popped up on my Apple News today and I was like, "Oh, well let me like look at this and read the article." Oh, it might have been on my Apple News too and I just deleted it. Maybe. It says children found after 40 days in Amazon survived by eating cassava flour. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. But eating cassava flour helped save the lives of four children found alive in the Amazon jungle more than a month after their plane crash, according to a Colombian military special forces official. So the children ate three kilograms, six pounds of farina, a coarse cassava flour commonly used by indigenous tribes in Amazon region, said spokesperson. Um, but so I guess days after they ate it and then they kind of like, were were just like walking around. Um, but when they found them, they were obviously like malnourished because they ate that in like the first couple days, but their indigenous origins allowed them to acquire a certain immunity against diseases found in the jungle and having knowledge of the jungle itself, knowing what to eat and not to eat as well as finding water kept them alive. And the four children were aged from 13 year old nine-year-old a four-year-old and an infant oh my god yeah it's crazy. i'll have to send you this picture of them like um that the article had but they were like te- like like little teenagers yeah that's that- great and a baby a baby how <laughs> yeah. do they keep a baby alive i must assu- i think my dad had someone he talked to me because it doesn't say like the age in this but he said he was like 18 months so maybe he could have, they like, I'm sure water helped for the baby and maybe like they knew like berries or something that the baby could eat. But, yeah. but that's like a miracle. That's crazy. Were they the, so like, were they the only people that survived the crash? Yeah. So all the adults on the plane like perished in the, in the, um, crash. Let me see. It says it's How many people were on? <laughs> I have so many questions. Yeah, Where were they from? I believe they were from Colombia. Okay, so that's how they knew the Amazon. Yeah, um, the children's mother was killed on the plane. So the plane crashed May 1st, leaving them alone and stranded in the Amazon jungle. The plane's pilot, Hernando Marcia Marsalis, um, were also killed in the crash. It doesn't, I don't see how many people were on here, like, expressly written. But yeah. That's crazy. Right? And that's so, like... So traumatizing, for one, right? And then you have to route, like, imagine being that 13-year-old. Like, you became, like, an instant adult, and you're like, I have to take care of these other three kids. Right. That's wild. But, yeah, I was wondering if you had heard about it. No. I would have definitely texted you about it. (laughs) But, um, so, yeah, that's a crazy experience. I couldn't imagine going through that, and I hope that, like, 
they're getting all the nourishment and help and care that they need but they're blessed to still be here because I don't know I don't know if I could have made it 40 I would be like just kill me yeah you know me (laughs) did you ever watch yellow jackets no okay I was gonna say this this talking about this reminds me of the one episode I stopped watching it on yeah because the whole premise is that there was a plane crash I keep meaning to watch it, Mm -hmm. and Brandy's the one that told me about it, and she keeps, like, telling me I need to, Uh but she was also, she also told me that it's really, like, a dark show. Yes, from what I saw, it was dark, and I was only two episodes in. And, like, I just haven't been in the headspace of wanting to watch a dark show. Yeah, I feel that. So, yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched it yet, but it's on my list. Okay. So, And so the other article that I had read, and I saw this earlier in the week, and it was this lady can't feel pain or fear. Oh. So she's, this is the headline of the article. She's only one of two people who can't feel pain or fear. She might change the world. What could her incredible gene mutation mean for the rest of us? Researchers are studying a woman with a rare mutation of a gene that allows her to feel virtually no pain. There are only two known people in the world with this mutation. And then it says, understanding the FA, F-A-A-H dash O-U-T, O-U-T, wow, gene variant could lead to a new drug discoveries. Um, So Joe Cameron from Scotland spent decades without exactly knowing, like, the way she was. She felt virtually no pain and experienced no anxiety or fear. She thought it was normal until doctors realized she didn't have any pain after undergoing hip surgery. Um, so then they started doing research on her in her 60s. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't want to be your guinea pig at 60 years old when I'm supposed to be, like, in my golden years. Yeah. But also, like, I get wanting to make the world a better place. But also, the fact that she said, oh, I thought it was normal. But like, if, if you don't know, you've gone your whole life. But you don't, like... You see people getting injured and, like, crying over an injury. And you're thinking, if that were me, I would be not crying. <laughs> I don't, maybe she right? thought she had high pain tolerance. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. That's really interesting. She says, so she goes, oh. I was aware that I was a happy-go-lucky person, but I didn't realize I was different. I thought it was just me. I didn't know any strange was going on until I was 65 and she's now 74 so I guess they've been like experimenting on her over the last nine years whatever yeah so like not having the anxiety and stuff that sounds wonderful I think the pain (laughs) thing would be the thing that's like something's different here yeah and I think that's what alerted them because she like she had hip surgery at 60 and she's like bopping around and they're like you should be hurting yeah that's crazy. Okay, so what you, would you do if you didn't have pain or fear? <laughs> you mean like, and I discovered it? Like, would I like donate and help with science or just in life? No, like in life. Like, you like know you have this mutation and you're like, I can literally do anything. What would you do? That's the thing. I don't know. It's not like I can't die. I just don't have anxiety about things. So like. Right. I would probably I go know. skydiving. See, I could still die, though. You just wouldn't be anxious, I guess, about it. 
But the yeah, idea, I wouldn't. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be anxious about getting on the plane to die. I would be like, <laughs> "Wow, this is going to be exhilarating." <laughs> I can see that. I don't know. I don't know what I would do because in my head, it's on like. For me, it's the reason I'm not going skydiving is because I could die, not the fear that I could die. You get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, but yeah, I it, I just wonder what life like was for her until she was till she discovered this. Yeah, did it? Like, say what kind of things were you doing? Did it say what? Did it, did it say where the other person is? Because it said there's two of them. Uh, did it did it, not talk about the other person. I just wonder if they, because it said she was in what Scotland. Is that what it said? Mm-hmm, Did I make yeah. that up? No, no, it said that. Um, like I wonder if they're also in Scotland, or if they're just somewhere completely like completely different, and it's just this something random like, mutation. Because you would think they would have to be somewhat related, right? Yeah. I don't understand genetics, but I love genetics. But I think they're so interesting. Like this, just like interests me, but. So it says the study looked at the functions of the gene at a molecular level. Uh, one of the first steps in translating the unique biology to something useful for drug discovery. The in-depth look at Cameron's DNA along with the DNA of other patients with varying pain thresholds helped the team to understand a plethora, a plethora, ooh, I can't say that word, plethora of genes that contribute to Cameron's specific condition and showed how they can impact everything from anxiety and fear to pain and healing. Interesting. But no, it doesn't talk about that other person. So I guess they did a study with like people like us with high pain tolerance, low pain tolerance, and I guess tried to figure out like which genes are yeah are linked to it. But hmm. it's pretty interesting stuff, I guess. That is interesting. But yeah, I'm trying what to think do. what else I would do. Right. What else would I do? I feel like like the fear of re- I would talk to more people because I wouldn't fear getting rejected. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, well. Not stressed or anxious about this. I'll go talk to this person. Yeah. Be even more extroverted than I already am. So, so those are the two cool things that I saw in the news this week. And I was like, oh, I should tell Hannah about this. So the one thing that I saw in the news this week, well, it wasn't on the news. It was on TikTok, <laughs> but it is news. Um, I sent it to you this morning. Did you see that bridge in Philadelphia? Call? Oh, yeah, I did see that. You remember when that happened in Atlanta? No. Yeah, it happened. The bridge, like part of a overpass burnt down in Atlanta on like 85. Like, oh. a, it had to be over five years ago now. That's what it made me think about. But that's wild. And yeah. someone commented saying that like it had just been like the construction on it like just ended not too long well, ago. Well, there you go. Just for it to be burnt up. But yeah, that was crazy. So to our listeners, I'm sure you've seen it by now because I feel like it's going to be national news. Um, But a very big highway, like bridge, burnt down after a car, after a truck crashed. Yeah, it was I-95. Yeah. Which is what, like, when we go, when we drive to New York. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we get on I-95. I mean, that's a really big thing. And I feel like. It's going to mess up, like, truckers' routes. Oh, for sure. And so, yeah, I feel like there might be, like, shortages and stuff in Philadelphia. And then they just had, like, a water issue, too, like, a few months ago where they couldn't drink their water. Oh, yeah. I remember Philly's going through it. (laughs) So interesting. But, 
yeah, I, um, it made me think of one of my favorite classes that I took in college. I don't know if I've ever talked about this before. Um, but when I was a senior, I needed like one more credit or so like one, like an elective. Yeah. Like one of those stupid classes, Mm -hmm. right? Like, and I think it was humanities. I had to do another one for or something. I don't know. But I took a class called Technological Catastrophes in the Modern World. And it was so fascinating to me. I, like, it has, like, some of those, like, random, like, facts that are just, they take up space in my brain. Mm Because, like, I'm never going to use it. But there was a whole, like, section of, like, bridge collapses and, like, how... It's actually insane that that even happens just because of, like, the engineering that goes on behind it. Right. How to make them safer. But um, that enhanced my fear of bridges. Oh, I didn't know you had a fear of bridges. I don't love that, like... But I feel like that also tracks for you. Like, I'm not surprised. Yeah, like, I I just don't love them. Like, when I'm, like, driving over really long ones, I'm just like, oh, my God, is this going to crash? Is this how I die? Like, it's... So, like... Going back to the lady without fear, that would be nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, but my other favorite, like, section of that was this town that, um, and this is very sad. I don't remember what year it is, but this town was, like, known for making molasses. Mm-hmm. And they had a, like, an explosion type event at their factory and the town was flooded with molasses and like a lot of people died in it like drowned in molasses yes oh my that's a new fear unlocked (laughs) i feel like that has to be in like canada um i want to say it was like i don't remember where it was i'm gonna look it up but that that's isn't that insane yeah, I, oof. Because, you know, I really don't want to drown. Like, that's, drowning is my way I don't want to go. Like, it's up there for me. So, imagine drowning in thick, thick molasses. I don't. Mm-mm. I'm good it on was that. Called, here it is. It was in Boston, Massachusetts. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it was in Massachusetts. But I didn't want to say that and be wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it was in Boston in January of 1919. It's known as the Great Molasses Flood, also known as the Boston Molasses Disaster. Like, how many feet of molasses are we talking about? And how many people died? 21 people died. 150 people were injured. Was the molasses, like, hot? Was it warm? Or is it just, like, room temp molasses? Does it does it really matter, Nicole? Okay, but- it says... A large storage tank filled with 2.3 million gallons. Wow. Weighing approximately 13,000 tons burst. And the result was a wave of molasses that rushed through the streets at an estimated 35 miles per hour. Oh, wow. Because it's not like, like, once it, you can't get out of it, you know? Oh, you're like, it's, you're, you can't, like, and I feel bad for laughing, but okay. <laughs> you're like, it's not like water where you can, like, kind of, like, run, you know, and, like, move your arms, 
you're just like stuck in heavy, thick molasses. It says the event entered local folklore and residents <laughs> claim for decades afterward the area still smelled of molasses on hot summer days. I mean, it probably did. Yeah. Probably like ingrained in them trees or something. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. Crazy. But yeah, so that was like my favorite class. I learned so many things. I don't yeah. know how I got on all oh, the bridge. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, that's like my favorite not fun, fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> not fun, fun fact. I had a class, like my senior year, I took some like random classes too. I took horticulture, mm. which was pretty cool, which is the study of plants. If yeah. People listening don't know that, but um. Which makes sense. I mean, going to NC State. Yeah. But it was literally, it was online, though. So we watched this, yeah. whoever our teacher was, had, like, a PBS show where he talked about plants and stuff. So our class was literally to, like, watch his TV show. And we ha- he gave us, like, let's say it was, like, 30 assignments. And you had to do maybe, like, 17 or 15 of them. Okay. And, like, turn them in at the end. And I... After doing, like, four assignments, I was like, I'm about to switch this class for credit only. Because it's my senior mm-hmm. year. And I just did, I think I ended up doing, like, seven. And I, I got through some more, and I was like, you know what? I need to focus on this other class. I'm trying to graduate. So I sent him an email of what I had done so far. And I was like, hey, Miss, I was like, Professor Bryce, have I done enough to get credit in this class? And he was like, the work you've done looks great. Yeah. And I was like, cool, because I'm not doing any more because I'm taking this class for credit only. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't take any of my classes for credit only. Were you, like, taking it because you just were, like, filling time? Or did you, like, actually need the credit? I think I just needed, like, another elective. Okay. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to take this class. And then I was like, you know what? I think I can get away with taking it for credit only. And that's what I did. And he was like, cool, cool, cool. I was like, I appreciate you, sir. Yeah, because I took, what did I take? Because, you know, to be full time, it has to be like, like you have I think to have it's like 12, 12 hours. Yeah. yeah, something like that. I had to take a, like a bullshit class that my last semester because I had enough credits that I could have like gone part time. Mm-hmm. But if you go part time, like, Something about my financial aid. You don't get, yeah, you don't get your student loans. I found that out my last semester of grad school. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to take this bullshit class then to be at 12 hours. Right. But, yeah, that's. Yeah, I learned that the hard way in grad school. Because I was like, hey, when am I getting this, like, this. Yeah, and they were like, oh, well, you're part-time. I said, excuse me, what? They're like, oh, yeah, you don't have enough hours. I was like, had y'all told me that, I would have picked up another class. Right. (laughs) Y'all hid that. (laughs) I was like, thank you. Yeah. But, yeah. Interesting. Oh, back to shows. Have you watched anything good here lately? Um. Do, 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 do. What did I watch? I watched something. Hold on. You watched Shiny Happy People because we were talking about, or did you finish it? I have not finished it. Or Happy it. Shiny People? What is it? I, is it Happy Shiny? Happy Shiny People. Okay. I finished it um, last night. I don't think anything. I have not finished it. I fell asleep mm-hmm. last night while I was watching it. And I was like, Hannah, you don't need to. There's no reason to stay up. You can go to bed. <laughs> so I went to bed pretty early yesterday. 
I said I was going to, and then I didn't. But that's on par. Exactly. But yeah, I felt the same way. Um, but I feel like I watched something. Ted Lasso. I mean, it's over. I watched the finale. Watch Vanderpump Rules. Watched. Um. Mm, nothing really not Bravo related. Oh, I saw that they were Apple teased a season four without Jason Sudeikis or something, but he's been oh. like, it's over. Yeah, it's over. So I'm like, what is happening? Like, I feel like, would you want to watch a season four without without Jason Sudeikis? Um, I mean, it just depends on like what the premise of it is, mm-hmm. because, like, yeah, I love Ted Lasso. As the character that Jason Sudeikis plays. But. The way the show is written and done. You fall in love with all of the characters. So like yeah it wouldn't be the same without Ted there. But. If it was like. A kind of a different vibe. And it followed like. Roy Kent and Jamie Tart And Keely. Like I don't know. Yeah because I guess too. because Jason. Okay, because Jason said, like, the doors open for, like, spinoffs and all these other yeah. things. Which I think makes yeah. more sense than trying to make another season if he's not on it. The show's yeah. called Ted Lasso. Just make a spinoff. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I watched, I binged Never Have I Ever today. Okay. Cute. It was good. I enjoyed it. I need to watch that, too. Honestly, I've been re-watching the newsroom. Yeah, oh yeah, you mentioned that to me the other day. So, that's really what I've been watching. Okay. I'd love a good rewatch every once in a while. Because you rewatched Grey's, didn't you? Did you finish rewatching Grey's? Mm. Or did you give up on that? I, um... I was, like, on and off rewatching it. But no, I... I think I caught up to everything that was on Netflix. Okay, gotcha. Did you see that, um... I just stopped watching it. I'm not sure. I don't remember. What's her name? I remember when I was re-watching it, to be honest. <laughs> Did you see Catherine Heigl and Ellen did an oh, yes. actor-on-actor interview? Yeah, I saw that. Did yeah. you watch it? I didn't watch the whole thing, but I kept seeing clips on um, yeah, like TikTok, TikTok and stuff. Yeah. But I might sit down and like watch it on YouTube or something eventually. Yeah. It was interesting. One of the clips that I saw was um Ellen was talking about her you know big like pick me speech mm-hmm, I saw that one with her daughters yeah and but she was saying that like she did not want to do that monologue yeah and she was like trying to fight it and it turned into one of the most iconic scenes yeah scenes of Grey's Anatomy history but I get and like she said like I get not wanting to beg a man right on TV Meredith is a very strong individual as right. a character, and so it does feel very out of character for her to do that, but I think that was why it was so iconic. Because sometimes, like, I don't want to say you have to beg, but I think you have to express, like, your emotion, like, and how yeah. you feel about someone and that you want them to want you, I guess. Yeah. Um, But then they said, too, that she kind of did the inverse, where she was like... I- with Nick in, like, this season when she left, where yeah. she's like, I'm not gonna beg you. Like, if you want to be with me, 
like, we'll figure this out or you can come to me. Which is kind of shitty because this man did move for you. Yes. And, like, uprooted his life to come to Seattle to be with you and, like, take this job. And then, (laughs) right, and didn't tell him. Like, you literally just made the decision, which I get, like, it was for your kids and stuff. But, like, at least talk to the person that you're doing whatever you're doing with. Right. Have a conversation. But yeah. Um, what else did I watch? Oh, there's a bunch of movies I want to watch that I keep like you don't like Avatar, but Avatar just hit Disney Plus. Creed Have, three. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Did you watch um the the Nike one? Yeah, I want to watch Air. I haven't watched it yet. Is it good? It is good. Yeah, I've been wanting it's to watch good. that. So I've like all these movies that I want to watch and I'm just like oh I don't want to but I I'm like oh I don't have the time or I don't want to sit down and watch it but I watched all of never have I ever today so you have the time just prioritize um oh I I started watching exo kitty oh yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I watched that too I watched one episode of it and I was like you weren't feeling it I don't know it wasn't what I thought it was gonna be it so I was watching it it's not a show that you can watch distracted because you have to read. Right. <laughs> like, it's not a show that you can watch and not, like, never have I ever today while I was watching, I was, like, doing things and, you know, yeah. I could, like, but with that show, you have to pay attention because they're speaking Korean. So I'm right. like, oh, crap, I just wasn't paying attention. I had to rewind it and watch the conversation. Right. So, yeah, it's definitely you have to focus and pay attention kind of watch. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was a cute little story. I feel like I predicted most of the plot. But it was cute, and I I texted this in the group chat, but I can't stand Anna's teeth. I need her to get some veneers or something. That's her real name. Catherine's real name is Anna Catherite or something like that. Oh, Kitty. Kitty, yeah. So her real name is Anna, but I need her to fix her teeth. I don't think I noticed her teeth. You will, once you if you start watching it, you'll notice them. Because I said something about them, and they're, oof, they're rough. At least I think they are. But I have a thing about teeth, so. Yeah. I mean, I normally pay attention, but I guess it didn't bother me. Yeah. Or I wasn't paying close enough attention. (laughs) Yeah, it was a cute show. But yeah, so I do want to watch Air. Um, Oh, and then there's another one on Peacock, Shooting Stars, which is like the LeBron James and like his like crew. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to watch that. Yeah. So there's I have I'm like, oh, yeah, let me add this to my stuff. Oh, I watched I caught up on all the law and orders like the SBU and OC. And that was it's so hard because they always do a freaking crossover episode. And so the last two episodes of the season, I was like binging to watch, like catch up on SBU. because I feel like that's the one that I feel like I need to be caught up on. So I'm like watching that. That's my primary. And then I went to watch the next episode and it was like previously and they were showing OC clips. I was like, oh, I have to go back and forth and watch these. So I had to watch two episodes of, like, OC before I was caught up to, like, the next episode of the Law & Order episode I watched. Then I had to go back, watch Law & Order, and then watch the next episode. I was like, this is too much. This is a That's lot of work. A lot. I was like, this is a lot of work. Okay, I just looked up her teeth. You're right. They are thick with teeth. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh, girl. And they're not but the whitest either. That, yeah, I think that's also because she's still young. She's 19 in real life. Oh, well, never mind. Yeah, because I gave her a pass when she was on to all the boys. But I could have sworn she had braces during those movies. So I'm like, what did your braces do? Or maybe I made that up. 
I don't know. Maybe they weren't real. Maybe. That's true, too. Maybe they weren't. Wow. But, yeah. So, anyway. (laughs) Oh, goodness. So, um, I guess we're not talking about it. Are we going to talk about Vanderpump Rules? If you want to hear about it, listen to the emergency press conference. Um, I did miss a couple things. I want to, I want to preface this. I don't want to really talk about it anymore because it's done and like I'm over it. Uh Um, but if you go back and listen to the listeners, if you listen to my episode about it and you're like, wow, she missed talking about this. Just know that (laughs) I was very tired, but I like... Episode three was just a lot, and it was a lot to process, and I should have taken a day to, like, let it soak in and let it do it. Like, like let my brain process what I just witnessed. Because you did it right after, right? Yeah. So, like, I literally finished. I started watching Watch What Happens Live with Lala and Tamara Judge, and I was like, I need to do this podcast. And then Rizzo was like, I need to use the bathroom. So I took her out for a quick walk and then I came back in and started recording and so it was like I had like 10 minutes of processing time Mm -hmm. and I didn't write down my thoughts so I like missed a couple things that I should have hit on Mm -hmm. one of which have you watched it yeah I watched it okay so I didn't touch on Sandoval's absolute vile Comment. comment um but you're talking about if the t-shirt, right? The t-shirt, yeah. Okay. Um, and that was the comment that Andy had been referring to of saying, like, he's going to, you're going to hear some of the stuff that he says and you're going to hate him even more. And I was like, what could he possibly say that would make me hate him even more? <laughs> and then he said it and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's just like, are you not thinking? Are you not? But it also speaks to, like, the person he is at this point. And then we right. called her a motherfucker, and Lisa was like, "Did you just call her a motherfucker?" And mm-hmm. it was, and that might have been part two. But Lisa was like, "Are you serious right now?" And I think something else that it didn't really like. The more I thought about it, and then watching the unedited version on Peacock, mm-hmm. there's a scene on that one where Lisa goes and talks to Tom individually and again she's just not being that hard on him whereas I felt like she was being much harder on Rachel Mm -hmm. and yes I do think Rachel is very wrong in this situation but Tom was the one in the relationship right I I I watched it and the only like the whole I felt like I can't just sit and watch someone get ganged up on like I get what she did was wrong and like, but it was hard to watch for me because I was like, this is a bit much. And so, there's a lot of people that feel that way. Yeah, I was like, I get that y'all are upset and I get that this is fresh because I think they filmed the reunion maybe like a week and a half after yeah. everything came out. But yeah. I was like, this is. And it was the first time that they, they had seen Rachel. Right. But So it was and- like. Maybe they should have done it with, like, half the... I don't know. But I just felt like it was a lot. And I get what she did was dirty. But also, I can't just, like... I For her mental health, I just thought that that... Like, I wouldn't have put myself in that. I think part of the reason they were being so 
like loud and they were all yelling at her and ganging up on her. I think part of it was that she wasn't showing emotion. And I think that really threw them for a loop. So it was like, oh, you know, whatever. But what got me and the reason I don't like, I don't care that that she was ganged up on was because when she left the stage, her and Sandoval were making jokes. And the only thing that stuck in her head was that James had compared her to Allie. Like, if she would have gone off the stage and not been, like, laughing hysterically as she was and, like, making jokes and making it a mockery, like, I might have felt a little bit bad for her. But I do feel bad because it was very clear that Sandoval manipulated her. Yeah, I think, and I think you see that in that last interview. But, like, as you said, when, and because I listened to your emergency press conference. So I think, like, you said her coping mechanism is, like, you said she's a pageant girl, right? So I think she does kind of get, maybe she does get into that where it's like, okay, this is a show. This is a production. I have to put this face on. And she herself kind of like dissociates from what's happening. So I I think even though she's laughing or whatever, like there are people who, and she does have that. She seems to like smile and laugh in uncomfortable situations. And I don't think she means it of a, like, it always comes off as, like, she finds this as funny as she looks as she does, if that makes sense. Because yeah. even when, like, they asked her about the affair in the season, and she's, like, smiling, talking about, yeah, it's, like, the best sex I ever had. She says something along those lines. Yeah. And she's, like, beaming. But it's, like, yeah. do you not see or understand? Like, and she, ha- I feel like she must know, and she gets that. So it's, like, why are you smiling so hard? Honestly, I think it's because she's been so far removed from, like, everyone, and she really just has had Sandoval in her ear, like, telling her it's fine. And, like, the fact that Sandoval's mom knew about it and was fine, Mm -hmm. like, I think that also is an indicator to her that everything's fine, right? Like, well, his mom's even supporting us, like. I don't know. Like, I think she was very manipulated and very taken advantage of. But at the same time, she also knew what she was doing to some level. Right, right, right. To some extent. And I think she just, like, shut that part of her brain off and was like, no, no, everything's fine. Um, But. Oh, go ahead. The other thing is, is, like, yes, I do think she was manipulated. I do think. She was in a very dark place and Sandoval took advantage of that. But I also think that after watching, because I watched like the live and then I went back and watched the next day. I watched the Peacock version. Mm -hmm. And I kind of think that what happened was like she went back and they were like, okay, like, we're going to take you to this mental facility, whatever. And I feel like something happened with her and Tom. And then she was talking to her PR team, and they were like, you showed no emotion. This isn't going to do well. Go light his ass on fire. He's going to ruin this anyway. Like, you're not going to go the distance. Blow his shit up. And that's kind of why I think she went back and 
kind of admitted to everything Mm -hmm. because it was six days later. And I think that's why she started crying and that's why. But I think something had happened between her and Sandoval that made it be like, "Uh, I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to open up and say everything. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I saw, I think she's just got a lot of issues that she needs to work on within herself. Because if I'm not mistaken, isn't her mom really her aunt? Didn't her mom, her actual mom have a kid and then got pregnant again and like really young. And so her mom gave her to her sister to raise her. I don't know. Yeah, I saw a clip and if I'm not mistaken, like, so her mother is actually her aunt. So I think she's got some deep seated, like abandonment not being good enough issues because if so like her her yeah her cousin or her that. yeah her cousin is actually her sister so i think yeah i don't know what clip i saw or what tiktok but it was like a clip of the show and she was like explaining the relationship i feel like i remember that but it, she always got on my nerves so i kind of always just like Never in one year out the yeah. other yeah just because she also just, like, has this stupid little voice and this stupid little persona, and it just felt really fake to me. So, I was like, there's no way she's that dumb. I don't know. But, yeah, uh, girl. I'm just glad this this roller coaster slash scandal is over and done with. Um, yeah, I <laughs> will be interested. They're supposed to pick back up filming, and get all their contracts and everything signed. So I'm interested to see who they bring back and what cast gets re-signed. Because apparently Rachel is still in the mental place that she's in. She's on day 68 or something like that. Interesting. So, I don't know. Oh, did you see Lisa got picked up, like a show for her got picked up on Hulu? Oh, yes. And I will be watching. <laughs> I think you're going to have to wait a while. But yeah, it sounds like it's, yeah. it's yeah. going to start all that good stuff here soon. Yeah, so. So what else is happening in the Bravo-verse? Um, the OC premiered. Um, so Real Housewives mm-hmm. of Orange County. Um, and Tamara is back. So we have Heather Dubrow, Tamara, Shannon, Emily, Gina, and another new person, I think. I don't remember her name. I don't remember who it is. But... It looks to be a fantastic season. I mean, just episode one, they came off. It was so good. I Having Tamara back on my screen brought me so much joy. Um, they came so, on before Vanderpump? Or did I make that up? It did. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. It was right before it. Yeah. Um, and then Summer House is over. Really... I mean, honestly, it's been such a busy couple weeks of toxic Bravo reunions <laughs> because we had Vanderpump Rules, New Jersey, and Summer House. It's just been a lot of yelling, a lot of screaming, a lot of best friends fighting. Um, And so, yeah, Summer House only had two episodes, but yeah, it was just, it was a wild thing to watch Lindsay act the way she did and like it just made her look so self-centered like it it wasn't a good look for her um i watched them and 
honestly probably one of her worst reunions that I can think of to date. But it's interesting because a lot of people, at least on the internet from things that I read, a lot of people are on Lindsay's side. And I just cannot. Yeah, I find find that so strange. Yeah. I think. um, I was like, you've just been never hurt by a friend. Yeah, that. And then um, I saw like in the clips, because I I think I told you I was like randomly watching episodes of Summer House. She should never rock short, short hair. She looked 15 years older with that short, short hair. She had like two or three summers ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nev, she should never wear her hair that short ever again. But she was just, I text, I think I, I told you in the text message she was deranged. Yeah. I was like, what universe is she living in? That one, you claim, like, I don't know if she claimed if she missed Danielle. I think, I don't know how she said if she missed her or not. But if you had a best friend, like, if me and you stopped talking and you had been in a relationship and... Like, we've recently stopped talking, and you broke up with that person. I would reach out to you and just be like, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. For you not to reach out at all and to talk to her ex? What? And and the fact that she was, they were the only people that didn't reach out. Right, the closest people people to her in the group are the two people that didn't reach out. Yeah. It's so insane. And the fact that... Not only were they speaking to Robert, but actually met up and had drink, like, dinner or something with them. Like, I, that's insane. Like, that, to me, that gives Danielle another reason to hate you. But it was just so weird because I get Danielle was, like, acting crazy. I get, like, that she had this, this extreme reaction to something. And I think she knows that and she's a apologized for it. She apologized and admitted to it. Right. And she she said, she was like, if I could go back, like, I would have had, like, two less conversations. <laughs> I saw that. Like, there were, like, only two. She was like, you have to realize, like, in the moment I was hurt. Yeah. But at the same time, like, but the fact that you're letting her being upset affect your night, though. Like, she wasn't talking directly to you. So, like, no. how is this even affecting your night? Is it affecting, did it affect your night because you now saw it on TV? Exactly. Like, did it affect your night in the moment? Probably. Like, I know they had that thing at the restaurant where Carl went ape shit. I don't know. Was that the yeah. same night? No. Exactly. So it didn't ruin your night when it happened. No. It. And I think, again, like, Carl saying, like, I didn't tell any of the girls in the house. Like, that's so rude and condescending to Danielle and her friendship because. Right. Danielle and Carl are also best friends, like, allegedly. So, like, you're best friends with these people. You shouldn't be grouping her as just another girl in the house. And, like, it wasn't clicking with them. Right, especially you told Chris, who's a new guy that you just met. Like, you you could have told Kyle and Danielle and they could have helped you plan things. Right. And, like, and even Andy was, like, yeah. But you told all those people that you had to fly in. Right. And like, so, like, when you told them, why didn't you tell Danielle? Well, I didn't tell any of the girls in the group, but it's Danielle. Like, and it was just so. And you told 50 other people. Right. <laughs> like, again, you told Chris. Like, I, I don't know. And it the was... people at the thing that she was talking to seemed shocked that she didn't know. 
Yeah, they were like, wait, they did you didn't know? No, I found out 10 minutes ago. <laughs> what? Like it was weird. And yeah. and I get like Lindsay, she fights for her relationships, right or wrong. And so I think they were romantic probably, relationships. Because yeah, she don't yeah, fight yeah, for Danielle her, one yeah. bit. No, her her love life relationships. Mm-hmm. And so I think for her it was like my fiance did this. That's the right thing to do. I'm defending it to the nail. Even though I feel like she had to know it was wrong, right? Like, yeah. she was. She even said, like, if that happened and I was left out of Danielle's, I would be hurt. So, okay, then, exactly. Then you should understand where she's it. coming from. Okay, great. Like, it just doesn't make sense. But then they're like, but it's unacceptable. Right. Amanda's like, face, like, everyone's face while she's, like, talking. And they're like, you're not, like, it's not clicking. Right. Like, what are you not uh, understanding? Right. And Andy literally was like, you literally just accepted her apology, so you can't say this. When he broke it down to, like, a rudimentary level to her. Yeah. I was like. Ridiculous. Why? You're a grown woman. I feel like this shouldn't be this hard for you to comprehend. No. Like, why are you acting so dense right now? Yeah. You're but, choosing not to understand what we're telling you. Right. And it was also wild to hear that Maya's ex that like Oliver of the yeah. season Oliver and like I was rooting for them when they first, first got there it. yeah and I was like oh my god they're so cute like I love this and because Danielle was the one that introduced them because they mm-hmm. were good friends and so it's interesting to hear that it turned out to be 11 women that he had cheated on her with. But then I love that Andy had the follow-up question to Danielle of, like, do you still talk to him? Right. He was like, I curse the day he's born. Yeah. I was like, yes, bring back that (laughs) Six in the City quote. Like, Oh, yeah. And I felt so bad for her. Yeah, that was, I felt, I felt bad for her too. I love that Sam and Corey are, I guess, still dating. They seemed cute. And, yeah, like, but, the, the photo thing with him, like, sending her one photo a day. Yeah. Oh, that was cute. So cute. However, <laughs> yesterday, Uh-oh. I um, I was on Instagram, and I came across this Bravo person that was, like, doing a deep dive on Corey. Mm-hmm. And he has liked and, like, followed on instagram and tiktok some very like not great things oh lord that doesn't surprise me though but that's unfortunate and so the he's like kind of on blast right now for being like transphobic and a racist and a lot of different things um so i'm kind of disappointed yeah that is disappointing to hear um which it wasn't surprising like, because I just assumed, like, he lives in the South, South yeah. he's a white man, like, you know, I could see, like, Republican vibes, like, whatever, but the things that he was liking, it was like, oh, that's, like, real dark. Yeah. Mm, that's unfortunate. Don't like that. Yeah, because I really like Sam, and I like them together, and yeah, I was, like, swooning when she was, like... Yeah, he sends me one photo a day. I was like, I'm dead. That's the cutest thing I've ever heard. I love Kyle was like, hopefully you didn't just blow up his move. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully you're not doing this to other girls. Other women at the same time. Um, So, yeah. And then um, 
let's see. Oh, Real Housewives of New Jersey. I feel like next week I'll have a better um, take on it because it's only been two episodes of the reunion so far. Okay. Um, so we have one episode left and it's when all the guys come and Louie is about to be put on blast because Teresa is absolutely delusional. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'll be interested to see casting for next season because there's just no way that Melissa and Teresa can come back because I think Bravo producers have to be tired of producing this mm-hmm. and they have to understand that as a viewer, like we it's cannot tiring. have another, we cannot have another season of a family feud like this. Like it's just not. I saw a good amount of people are weird. on. Is it Melissa? Yeah. Melissa's side. Which is interesting because a lot of people, a lot of stuff that I'm seeing, a lot of people were on Teresa's side throughout the season, but I think the reunion is flipping people. But I think there's still a lot of people that are on Teresa's side because they think that Melissa and Joe are just thirst monsters, which. I can see that like their first couple seasons, but they've been on the show long enough now. And like. Even if it's true, all of you are. Right. I saw, I watched part of that, um, Watch What Happens Live, and Tamara was like, Andy Esther, who was the most overrated. And I was like, I feel that. I knew she was going to say that. I don't even know the dynamics, but I was like, she's going to say Teresa. And she said And she didn't even skip a beat. (laughs) Teresa. Yeah. Like, so, I don't know. But, yeah, so that's my Bravo update. Okay. I totally forgot to do this. Am I the asshole? So this is an interesting one. I feel okay. like, well, there's some after things to add, but I'm going to read it. We'll talk about it, and then I'll add, like, the update. Okay. Okay. Am I the asshole for ambushing my sister at her wedding reception because she told me her wedding was child-free when it actually wasn't? My, so he's 46-year-old male, sister Teresa, a 20, 29-year-old female, and I aren't close, but we've had a good relationship, at least before all of this happened. Teresa, mm, Tracy got married <laughs> recently. And she told me that the wedding was child-free. I have a daughter, Ella, 12 female, and asked Tracy if she could come. But she said sorry. She and her partner were sticking to the rules. I managed to arrange for Ella to stay with a, at a friend's house for a couple of days since the wedding was at a different city. So I went to the wedding and I saw quite a few older children, including my siblings' kids. I know this sounds like I should have known from before, my other sibling. I should have known that my other siblings were bringing their kids, but I never thought to ask them. Oh, are your kids going? I did ask my brother at the wedding, and he said he was told the child-free limit was only for really young kids, like disruptive ages. It was obvious Teresa lied to me about not bringing Ella. We went through the ceremony, and towards the end of the reception, I pulled Tracy aside and said I realized she completely lied to me, and there were plenty of other kids. She looked pretty uncomfortable and said it wasn't a big deal, but I replied, I deserve an apology, and so does Ella at some point. Tracy got mad and said I was ambushing her at her own wedding, and it's her and her partner's choice what they do. We ended the conversation there and went off to talk to other people. She hasn't. She sent me a text later saying I was being selfish and I'm the one that should be apologizing to her and her husband for making a big deal out of this. I'll admit I sent a not so nice text back about her caring more about aesthetics than pleasing or aesthetics than people. Now it's sort of blown up within our family. Am I the asshole? 
Um, I think you're the asshole for going up to her at the wedding. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, uh, like, what I thought, right? Like, I think you're fine to be hurt because, yeah, that is rude as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, but you should have waited until, like, they got back from their honeymoon to address it. Okay, so I'm going to read the rest of this because the original poster left out a key mention in his post when okay. he posted it originally. So okay. someone posted, holy F, did you see the comments? She was excluded from the wedding for having an amputated arm. So the daughter, so the man. That makes more sense <laughs> what aesthetic meant. I was like, what? Okay, so the original poster wrote, my daughter's arm was amputated when she and my late late wife were in an accident tracy didn't say it directly but i could tell this is highly likely the reason why so that's why i said she cared more about aesthetics than people so yeah (laughs) i want to know the verbiage that made it clear that that was the reason or if he's just like assuming i think it might be an assumption on his part because I I doubt she would fix her face to outright say that. Right, like, that's your niece. Right. But, like, you have all these other kids here who aren't. Right. Right? So. But, yeah, someone was. also interesting. Yeah, but also, like, what, what, how is her not having an arm? Like, that's so ridiculous. Like, she didn't want a armless person in her her photos? photos? Like, right. That's, I don't know. That's weird. Okay, so, wait. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I get why he was upset. I probably wouldn't have said anything at her wedding. No, yeah. But, it's not the time. But I get feeling like you, your daughter was discriminated against because of something that she can't help. So I get, yeah. I get that. But my dad always said if he, someone invited him to a wedding... Where he couldn't invite his kids, he wasn't going. <laughs> oh. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll have be having kids at my wedding. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no, but, so yeah. I thought that was interesting. And people in the comments were like, yo, bro, you left out a big detail in your original post. Right. <laughs> but yeah. Interesting. You got some highs and lows? Lows and highs? Uh, yeah. So... My low, I, um, I ordered my groceries (laughs) online and I have been for the last few weeks because, you know, Walmart is cheaper and it's free to do pickup. And so I've done it the last few weeks. Everything's been fine, but I went earlier today and I sat in that damn parking lot for damn near two hours waiting that's crazy i was like almost to the point because i was hangry (laughs) and i was so frustrated that like people were just like driving up and getting theirs right and i was just like sitting like waiting and i didn't want to be the karen that like stops the person and is like yo where the f are my groceries but I finally did, and the guy was so unhelpful. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Ugh, don't make me be this person. 
Um, but then I ended up talking to a delightful lady and she profusely apologized. And I mean, she made it an excuse that feels valid for the delays, but it was just still very frustrating. And I was just, I was like almost to the point I was so frustrated that I was going to cry. Yeah. But I didn't. (laughs) I had uh, an experience like that at work. Well, I did cry. I don't even think I told you this at work this week, but we won't, we'll get talked about that offline. But yeah. I get it. (laughs) So that's Milo. Okay. Milo, I still don't have my car back. They've had it for a month working on this audio issue. The part was supposed to come in on the 6th. I'm going to call them tomorrow. Well, when this comes out, it would have been Monday. I'm going to call them on Monday. Or I called them Monday. Whatever. Past tense, future tense, I should be speaking in. But (laughs) I'm going to call them and find out if they can at least give me a date on when my car will be ready. Yeah. Because I'm just ready to have... Oh, I know that frustration. Right. Because, like, I don't have a garage door open. And at this point, I could have just programmed the car to my garage. Right. I have to get... I open my little app to open and close my garage every time. I have to sit and make sure the garage door is closing before I pull off. And all these annoying little first world problems that right over. I get it. (laughs) But, yeah. It's... Well, and it's also, like, it's not your car, right? Right, like, right, right. And I was, like, when my car was being worked on like that, it's, like, I'm making a car payment still. Yeah, that's true, too. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't have my car. Right. I haven't so got to enjoy my car. And I'm putting oh, gas in. I was, like, y'all are not getting this at with a half tank of gas. Like, I know I got it with one, but you're not getting it back with one. I will make sure of it. <laughs> I'm over it, but yeah. So what's your, oh, I guess it's my turn to do a high. Um, my high is that I got my groceries. No. <laughs> 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 um, no, we went wedding dress shopping with one of our friends and she asked us to be her maid of honor. And I am just, I am just very honored. And it was a good day. We had a yeah. really good day. So. That's my high. Beautiful dresses. Had a good lunch. Drank some drinks. Yeah, it was good. It was just overall good day. Yeah. And it was the first time I'd seen you in a while. And them. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like I had... That's also my high, but I feel like I have another one. Or I said I was going to have another one. Hmm. Oh, this is a very, like... Duncan is finally big enough not to fit through the fence. Woohoo! Praise be. Listen, let me tell you. And not wear a donut. So Not wear his donut, yeah. Yes, he was wearing a pink little donut because it was donated by the neighbors. And he finally can be in the backyard without it. And I don't have to worry about him squeezing through. It's yeah. great. I love that for me. Glad that your fence is fencing. Yes, it's actually doing its job. So, yeah. <laughs> Oh, and another high. Okay, this is what my other one was. We love it. Um, I got to, my little neighbor turned four, and I got invited to his little birthday party. They had, like, it was basically just cake, but they invited me over, and I got Precious. to- Yes, I got to sing him happy birthday and give him his birthday gifts, and then today I found out that his favorite gift was mine. Of course. So, yeah. Because you're such a good gift giver. Oh, thank you, thank you. I got him a, I got, got him a little- Target shopping cart and a digital camera, like a little kid camera. That is a very good gift. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, so he's been like 
he took a bunch of pictures of me like at the cake cutting and i was like oh i love this but yeah oh babe but yeah girl at least we got this done i'm proud of us yeah me too y'all was about to not get another episode this week i was gonna just (laughs) put on our social media summer break (laughs) but all right it's been a struggle but we did it we We got it done yeah so and just i'm gonna preface this because it's summer and like we mentioned we have crazy schedules i there might be inconsistency over the next month and we're gonna apologize in advance for it we're gonna do our best to make our scheduling work but if something happens and you don't get an episode just know that we're just not slacking like we literally just couldn't make our schedules work um just bear with us but we're doing our best out here in these streets (laughs) yeah and we appreciate you as always all right so that's it Um, and we'll talk to you guys next week bye bye